Hi everyone and welcome to Anchored Souls, Real Hope for Real Life with Jacqueline Hyder. This is episode number two, My Love-Hate Relationship with Exercise. Hello again, this is Jacqueline and today in our podcast we're going to talk about exercise. Now, before you automatically shut off this podcast, because I said the word exercise, don't. Because if you don't like exercise, you're in very good company today, because neither do I. In fact, I would go so far as to say I pretty much hate exercise, or at least I did until about three months ago. You could ask some of my friends, and they would tell you that anytime that word is uttered, I roll my eyes and stomp off in the other direction. I just don't like it. I don't like making myself feel bad. I don't like exerting that kind of energy. I don't really like to sweat. Um, But what I've come to find out is that if I'll persevere through it, it really is better for me. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I've ever gotten that runner's high they talk about, but I'm learning to deal with it. But I want to tell you about how I came to this sort of love-hate relationship with exercise over the past couple of months. I guess it was back in April that I was on Facebook one day and I saw where a former piano student of mine, and you probably didn't know that about me, but I used to teach piano. That's actually what I went to school for. I have a master's degree from Louisiana State University in, wait for it, piano pedagogy. Now what that is, is just a fancy word for teaching, but that was my dream was to own a music academy, which I did at one point. And I had many, many students and other teachers who taught other instruments and voice and all of those fun things. And God let me do that for a while. And then he called me out of that and called me in to women's ministry. But all of that to say, I was on Facebook and I saw, um, an old piano student of mine. Her name is Sarah, and she is now um, an exercise uh, coach, if you will. And I saw that she had posted something about a five-day eating challenge, eating and exercise challenge, and she was going to provide me with all of the exercise information and all of my recipes and menus and meal plan, all of that, And we would join this Facebook group and together we would for five days eat well and that would sort of kickstart our exercise and eating well plan. So I thought, well, it's Sarah and why not? Why not try it? So I Facebook messaged her and told her I wanted to to be a part of it. And surprisingly to me, she remembered me and she was super excited that I wanted to be a part of this group. So I started it. And in the meantime, I also, of course, had to start exercising. Well, one of the things that I decided to do for exercise was I decided I would try to run. And the reason I decided I would try to run is because I needed to do the thing that might, in my mind, would maybe burn the most calories but take the least amount of time, so to speak. Because like I said, I I hate this exercise thing. And I like being outdoors, and so I thought, well, this will be a good way to be outdoors. But I don't run. I don't, I've don't. i never been really able to run long distances. I just don't like it. My side ends up hurting. I can't breathe. 
you know, my knees hurt, my hips hurt. I mean, I could really go on and on with the, the whining here. But I, a friend of mine told me about an app for your phone called C25K, which stands for Couch to 5K. And supposedly this little app is supposed to help you learn how to run a 5K. I believe in something like six weeks. But the interesting thing about it was, what I liked about it, is each week you were on a little different program and it sort of walked you or helped you get through this running process or this, what I should say, process of learning to run. So for the first week, you would, you would warm up for five minutes, then you would run for 60 seconds, and then you would walk for 90 seconds, and then you would run for 60, walk for 90, and you did that eight times. Well, I thought, well, surely I can run for 60 seconds. This I can do. I mean, I know how old I am. I know that I don't run, but surely I can do this. So I decided, okay, C25K is for me. I will put that app on my phone. I will hit the start button, I'll turn the music on, and we'll go. So the little lady comes on and she says, it's time to run. So I started running, and about halfway through, or I didn't know it was halfway through, I thought it was almost 60 seconds, I looked at my phone app, and it said that I was at 30 seconds. And I thought, that is the longest 30 seconds of my life. Are you kidding me? So I kept running, I kept running. So I got through the 60 seconds and then I got to walk for 90. Well, I began to do this and you're supposed to go to the next week, the next segment, the next week. Well, I stayed on week one. Well, we don't even have to talk about how long I stayed on week one. I might still be on week one, but I'm still doing this. So no judgment here, okay? Anyway, I did, I have made it to, I think, week three, but that's as far as I go and I just go back and I just sort of go between those things because let's be honest, I'm never going to be a runner. I don't really have any desire to be a marathon runner or anything, but it does help me get some exercise. And the thing about it that helped me was that I could do, I learned finally that I can do 60 seconds. I can even do 90 seconds of running now. I have done three minutes of running without stopping. I don't really do that often. I sort of stick to week one and week two, but at least I'm doing it like I said. But the interesting thing about all of this is as I would run, I would realize some things. As I was running, I would think, okay, I'm about to die. So what do I need to, what do I need to think about here? I don't need to be thinking about, oh my goodness, I have, I have to do this eight times. I have eight segments of this to do. No, I needed to think about just the one segment that I was on. I just need to run for this 60 seconds and I don't need to think about the other other seven times I need to run for 60 seconds. I just need to concentrate on running this 60 seconds. I also realized that I didn't need to keep looking at my app that told me how many seconds I had gone because that was just simply discouraging. But what I would do is I would look ahead and I would go, okay, just get to that tree up there. Okay, and I would get to that tree. And then I'd think, okay, just get to that fence right there. Just make it a little further. You can do this. And I'm self-talking in my head. You can do this. Or sometimes I would, I'd been trying to memorize scripture, so I would try to take my mind off my pain, and I would just, quote, try to try to practice this scripture memory I was working on. That would work sometimes. Other times, I would think about my to-do list or anything I could do to take my mind off of running. So I tell you all this about running to tell you that God showed me some really interesting things about how exercise and perseverance and discipline, of course, help us 
through life and through the spiritual things of life. As I said earlier, when I was running, I would realize I don't need to think about the other seven segments of running I have to do. I need to concentrate on what I'm running now, this 60 seconds. Well, that's true in what we do in life. Maybe you got a long to-do list today. Maybe your to-do list is a mile long and you're thinking, I, there's no way I can do all of these things. Well, take it from me. I didn't think I could run 60 seconds or 90 seconds or three minutes either. But if I would concentrate on that one, just that one task, let me do these first, this first thing on this to-do list, right? I can't do all 60 things on my to-do list at once, but I can do one thing at a time and then I can go to the very next thing and then I can go to the thing after that and the thing after that. And before long, my 60, uh, my 60 things on my to-do list have become 30 things and that 30 has become 15 and that 15 has become five and then I'm done. Um, so that was one thing that it taught me. But it also taught me about the hard things in life because running's hard to me. I'm not a runner. Running is difficult for me. And there are other things in life that are difficult for me and that are difficult for you. As I shared with you last week, I have a special needs child. That's difficult sometimes. Doing homework, sitting down to do homework is incredibly challenging. So when I look at those seven spelling words we have, and I think, oh my goodness, I've got to get her to sit here and write seven spelling words or do seven spelling words in a sentence or do rainbow words for these seven spelling words. I can't think of seven spelling words, and she can't either. We have to think of one spelling word at a time. So we just concentrate on the next thing, the next thing. Maybe you're not dealing with that. Maybe you're dealing with an aging parent, and you have a job, too, to go along with that. Or you have a family that you're trying to take care of along with an aging parent, or a spouse who is ill, or a friend that you need to be there for. And you just need to think of the next thing and the next thing. Just do the next thing. Something else that I do when I'm overwhelmed, and I'll just throw this one in there, is something, and I've blogged about this one before. I have a whole blog post on it, but it's called The Jesus Will. And I don't know, it's probably been 15 or more years since I was first introduced to the Jesus will, and I don't even really remember where I heard about it, so I can't give credit where credit is due, but let's just say that I love the Jesus will, and when I am extremely overwhelmed in life, I will do this. I will just take a piece of paper, and I'll draw a circle on it, and I'll write Jesus's name in the center of that circle. And I will put lines like spokes on a bicycle wheel. And on those lines, I'll write the things that I have to do, the things that are overwhelming me, whether it's my job or my children or, dare I say it, my husband, which he never overwhelms me. So um, if you're listening to this, honey, I would never put your name on this. But maybe it's finances or Maybe it's a relationship issue or whatever it is that's overwhelming me. I write it on the spokes of the, of the tire wheels and I sort of just as a gesture, lay my hand on that wheel and I just pray, God, I am overwhelmed. I cannot do these things. 
I need for you to take the wheel on this and I need you to drive this train because I cannot do it. And somehow just that gesture of first of all, writing those things down and of sort of handing that over to the Lord, it helps me so much. And I can't tell you the number of Jesus wheels wheels I have done over um, the course of my life. And I have gone through and checked off everything that I've seen God do on those wheels. I wish I had kept them all. I have some of them on the back of my closet door. I mentioned to you last time that I use my closet as a as a prayer closet sometimes. And I have some of those Jesus wheels posted to the back of the door with check marks of things God's done. Now, there are some things that the Lord still hasn't taken care of me care of for me. But you know what? I've trusted him to take the wheel. I've trusted him to do that. And um, I just have to hand that back over to him when I start getting stressed about it. Another thing I do when I'm stressed or overwhelmed and I'm just trying to do the next thing is, and and the devil hates this one, and I, that makes me really love it, I will just begin to shout out, if you will, the attributes of God. I will just start, when I'm getting stressed or overwhelmed, I'll just start yelling them out. God, I know that you are faithful. I know that you are all-sufficient. You can take care of these things. I know that you're all-powerful. There's nothing too hard for you, God. You're Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end of this project. You can see me through, and you're in the everything in the in-between. You are my burden bearer. I don't have to do this on my own. I've got you. You are wise, God. You can help me to understand what I need to do. You can help my daughter understand how to read. You can give her the, the ability to do that. You can open up her little brain and help her to get this stuff. So I'll just start shouting those attributes of God out. You know, I know that sends the devil running because he hates to hear how awesome God is. And so that's another thing that I will do sometimes when I'm overwhelmed and I'm just trying to do the next thing. But then the other thing that the Lord taught me as I was running this summer is that what if in my quiet time, what if you're that person who's brand new to the faith? And this whole praying every day and reading God's word is just kind of foreign to you. And it's really overwhelming. Maybe, or maybe you're not new to the faith. Maybe you just struggle with having a quiet time or a prayer time with the Lord every day. A quiet time is just time that you spend praying and reading God's word and, and allowing him to speak to your heart. And maybe you think, I just really don't have time for that. I've got a full-time job. I'm a full-time wife and mom, or I'm a single mom, or I've just got I've got things to do and I just don't have time to spend hours upon hours in God's word. Can I tell you that God will meet you right where you are? You don't have to spend hours and hours. I would love to be able to spend hours and hours a day in God's word, but it's not realistic for me at this stage of life. I do spend time in God's word and I spend time in prayer. If I didn't, I couldn't get through, but I can't spend hours and hours, but I can spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Sometimes I get an hour. So I started thinking about that. And particularly for those of you who, who are new to this, or like I said, are struggling with having a quiet time. I thought, what if we applied this 60 seconds, 90 second sort of idea to our prayer time? And so God gave me this little method and I'm going to share it with you. And I'll go ahead and tell you that I've got a document, a PDF on my website that you can go to at JacquelineHeider.com and you can go 
and get this, download this PDF that I'm going to talk to you about. And I think it'll help you if you're struggling in this area. First, I want to share a verse of scripture with you. This is the verse of scripture or the verse. These are the verses of scripture that I would quote to myself as I was running when I was trying to memorize scripture and take my mind off the pain I was feeling in my joints and in my hips when I was running. It's 1 Corinthians 9 verses 24 through 27. And it says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. And this is the these are the verses I really love. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And so I thought about that. I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body to keep it under control. And the same thing is true um, for runners as it is for us in our spiritual lives. We've got to discipline our spiritual bodies to keep it under control. That's what's going to help anchor our souls. So this 60-second, 90-second prayer and reading challenge that I'm calling it just goes something like this. You're going to pray for 60 seconds, and then you're going to read a passage of Scripture for 60 seconds. Um, the Lord gave me this little, I told you last week, and you'll have to forgive me if this gets on your nerves. I'm so sorry. But God gave me a, another acrostic for the word pray, and basically the P stands for praise. So you're going to praise God for 15 seconds. And you think, I can't praise God for 15 seconds. Well, I'm giving you a list of the attributes of God in this document. So I'm doing the work for you. You're just going to read some of these attributes of God, speak them out loud to God. So you're going to praise for 60 seconds, excuse me, for 15 seconds. Then you're going to, the R is repent. You're going to tell God you're sorry for 15, for 15 seconds. Goodness knows I could use more than 15 seconds to tell God what I'm sorry for because I mess up a lot. I am disobedient in a lot of ways, whether it's my thought life or the things I say to other people that are just snarky and ugly or the things God's told me to do that I've yet to do or those sins of omission, those sins of omission rather than commission, whatever. I'm going to say I'm sorry for 15 seconds to God. Then A is ask. I'm going to ask God for 15 seconds. And boy, I could use longer than that too for this one. Ask God to help me with the things I've got to do for this day. And then the why is yield. We're just yielding ourselves to God, surrendering our day to him. Now, so you're going to go through this pray acrostic for 60 seconds. Wait for it. Four times a day. Okay. So that's four minutes total, right? But then the 90 seconds is the reading passage. And I'm going to give you a passage a day to read. And I'm just using some Psalms that I love. So I've just chosen Psalms, some Psalms, and they're listed on this PDF that I mentioned. And you will read those passage, that one passage a day for 90 seconds. But you'll read that same passage four times. So that adds up to be, if I did the math right, six minutes of reading a day. So four plus six is 10. You will have spent four, uh, 10 minutes in prayer and in God's word, if you will follow this little method four times a day. Now, you could do it six times a day. You can do it 10 times a day. You can do it 20 times a day. You can go for longer than 60 seconds or 90 seconds. I challenge you to do that. But this is just a simple way for you to spend time in God's word and in prayer each day. I know I can come up with a million ways 
a million reasons why I don't have time to sit in God's presence each day. My to-do list is long before I get up out of bed, and yours is too. But may I just encourage you this week to take that time, that 60 seconds and that 90 seconds, four, at least four times a day, and spend time in the Word. That is going to help anchor your soul. I can promise you that. I can guarantee it. It's a money-back guarantee, if you will. Again, you can get this downloadable PDF on my website at JacquelineHeider.com. Just look for this particular podcast. And I hope you will download it and I hope you'll use it. I hope you'll pass it on to those that you know who could use that kind of encouragement. Next week, I'm going to tell you that I've invited my friend Cherie to come and talk to you some more about being well. That's the topic. She is one of my favorite wellness and fitness gurus. She is a young, sweet, um, just firecracker of a girl, and I love her to pieces, and I can't wait for you to hear her uh, talk about her what's, what she's passionate about, which is wellness and not just exercise and dieting, not that at all. She's not that girl. Yes, she is going to encourage us in those things, but just the overall idea of being well. So until next time, I hope that you allow the Lord to anchor your soul this week. I pray that you'll download this PDF, that you'll use it, and that it will bring you much joy and encouragement in your life and that it will bring God much glory as you spend time in His presence with Him. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Anchored Souls, Real Hope for Real Life.